0: game and movie podcast. I'm Russ, Xbox Live, Toaster 360. He is Steve, Xbox Live, steve and we are shocked by our search engine results in episode 114 today, March 21st, 2019. We're going to catch up with each other and look at the John Wick Chapter 3 trailer, which just dropped. I don't know if you've seen it yet today, Steve, but I have, and it is Quite something of a spectacle to behold. Once we get through that, though, we're going to be diving right into our topic of the day, which is Google Stadia, which you can fast forward to if you look at the timestamps located in the episode's detailed section of iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, etc. Otherwise, just keep listening. Steve. Mm, Yeah. Uh, What you doing over there? Just chilling, Russ. You're just chilling? Just chilling. Are you chilling like a villain?
1: On penicillin.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well. Yeah. Oh. That's how it is, Rod. What? That's how what? it is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't know what she said.
0: It was a little slurred there. That happens. Mm. That happens. How you doing, Rod? How am I doing? Much better in case you couldn't tell, Steve. The mucus is about ninety-nine percent gone. So I am for better or for worse, a healed man. I'm going to be counting the number of <coughs> throughout this episode. Oh, I'm sure there will be a few. Hmm. Yes. But not nearly to the point of what has transpired in the recent past. Well, I noticed the the pile of tissues
1: has gone down so it either is. you've been cleaning or and the area you were gesturing toward has yeah. absolutely zero cleaners. right so. they've, they've moved over yonder <laughs> towards the tv uh-huh and yes you they, are yeah. correct that's right well they haven't moved that's a that's a separate pile <laughs> they're entirely. taking a field trip over to the uh <laughs> to the TV to watch a movie
0: <laughs> so what's it with you steve well russ let's see let's, what do you play it what do you watch it what's happening in your over
1: here Well, let's see here, Russ. Um, What did I watch? What did I watch? I watched Blood Diamond with the uh, little lady. Mm, I have seen that film. Uh, With Leo. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know who else is in that movie? It's the the dude who was in Amistad. And he was also in The Gladiator.
0: Yes. I don't remember his name, but I actually really enjoy his acting method. Right. Me too.
1: Let me see here. Uh, Oh, you know what I just watched? No, I have no idea, Steve. We never hang out. I watched The Equalizer 2. Equalizer dose. Oh, congratulations, Steve. Great movie. Mm, it's a great movie. I mean, it's a sequel and it's good, but it's almost better than the first, Russ. You know what, Steve?
0: Mm-hmm. I just had a thought. Mm, great. And I am not exactly sure how accurate this thought is. No surprise. But, uh... I recall the previous conversation we had about The Equalizer. Mm-hmm. And I have, in fact, watched the first Equalizer. Mm-hmm. I know this to be true. You're okay. You're and right. if you recall, you asked who I saw The Equalizer Part 2 with. Because yes, I, I thought to myself, I went to the theater to see it. You said it was you were alone. I
1: did. Now... Memory doesn't serve you correctly. Yes, go ahead.
0: Yes. So, okay, let me ask you this: Which film had the kind of the warehouse scene where he was like in some kind of uh, Home Depot esque area where he was basically using the uh, products as weapons and that sort of thing? That would be the first one. The first one, uh, Steve.
1: What? You know actually I where I'd, are we going?
0: Here I first? may not. You just dreamt you you dreamt it, didn't you? I well here's the deal. I had <laughs> talked to a coworker at work who he was the one who who turned this whole thing on to me, the whole equalizer thing on, mm-hmm. cuz he's a big fan. So I remember watching the first one here at home on Xbox Live. And then with the idea of going to see the equalizer part 2 at the theater. Yes. Now, in the part two, is he, is he still in America, or did he go traveling somewhere? He, uh, at, uh, and at some
1: point in the movie, did travel for a brief moment. Okay. Otherwise,
0: he's back here in Murk. Okay. You know what? I do not believe I have seen You, Russ, you haven't sequel. seen it. You have not I seen it. I do not believe I have seen it. And I'm man enough to admit this to you. Yeah. I'm here to look at you and your beady little eyes and, uh, you know, come back to that story because it, you know, it was kind of odd that I couldn't remember who it was I saw it with. And, you know, yeah, I've seen movies by myself every now and then. However, that one in particular, just didn't sit well with me. I was thinking, maybe I didn't see it. I'm not quite sure. I had seen the trailer for the second one. Oh, 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 yes, Russ. Of course. You know, it's been on YouTube. You know, it's uh, been on TV. Of
1: course, you've seen the trailer.
0: I'm just outside. trying to figure out why I would have thought that I had seen the sequel. That's all. And I don't want you to go into the nitty gritty details on the show because obviously, you know, spoilers. But uh, you know what, Steve? If, if you en- did, you enjoy the movie? Yes, I would. You would, be I just willing? Would you be willing to see it a second time? Yes, I would. What? Matter of fact, I think I even
1: mentioned way back when that we should go see it in the theater because we had both seen the first one. Mm-hmm. I think you uh, you turned me down, Russ. I did. You did turn you down. And what was my reasoning for doing so? I don't remember. I was so shocked. Oh, now whose memory is gone? Yeah, well, uh-huh. but I didn't forget, Russ. I didn't forget. <laughs> so I watched it, and it is, it is a very, very good sequel. Well, if you still have it at... Sukasa? No, I don't. Well, fiddlesticks. I might just say, (laughs) fiddlesticks. I might just pick it up. You know that that's the first movie that Denzel has been in where it was a sequel. He's been in no sequels. Really? That is correct. This is his first sequel. And I am here to say, I hope they make a third Equalizer. Mm. It's that good.
0: That is surprising that he has never been in a sequel. But now that I'm going through the mental list of yeah. films that I've seen him in, yeah, I don't recall. So this one,
1: I'm not going to get into the story, bros. I'm not going to get into the story. Don't, 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 don't give me that look. This one doesn't focus much on the action, per se. I mean, the first one has a ton of action.
0: This is the second one, uh, it, it focuses on him doing uh, Shakespeare, Steve. You know what it is? <laughs> yeah, Shakespeare. Exactly. On yeah. stage. Broadway. Yeah.
1: Focuses more on him as an individual, as a person... Do a lot of character development. It it is awesome. Good. good. It is really really good. Oh, you know who else is in it? I Corey. I I, I just actually that was a that was a rhetorical. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) I I (laughs) wish (laughs) that you could have seen it because you
0: you like asked me that. My eyeballs got all all big. Like I haven't seen the movie. I don't know who's in it. You
1: remember uh, Agent Pena from Narcos? Yes, actually I
0: do. He's in it too. Total side note, Steve. I used to work with a guy who was a front-end developer who actually bore a striking resemblance to that actor. I think you told me that once. Oh, well. Um, But I'd be
1: interested in you seeing this movie because the cinematography is actually uh, pretty good, right? Well, I'm down for seeing it with you if Mm. you are interested. I might pick it up. I bring it over, or you can come and... Say it with me, Ross. By the way, Mm. by the by, Mm -hmm. by the who, you were supposed to come over and watch Gantz. Yes. And that didn't happen.
0: Well, you didn't invite me over. I did invite you. What day did you invite me over? I invited you that Saturday
1: morning. I said- Saturday morning? Yes. You said- You're not up until Saturday afternoon. Okay, you're- That that is- Okay. (laughs) Noon- to me, on Saturday is morning, so Ooh. my bad. But yes, okay. So early afternoon, early I invited after- you. Dude. I invited you. This guy you doesn't over. wake up to like one on Saturday. Not one. I used to. <laughs> used to. Okay. Used to. <laughs> so you, you had your daughter at a, You know, at grandma and grandpa's. So it was just you. Yeah. We could have. You could have come over. We could have cranked the volume. We're gonna have a
0: little pro date. Didn't happen. Whoa. Perhaps we can do that in the next week or two. I'm going to be out of town uh, next Monday and Tuesday, but perhaps when I return, if there is some downtime, because I definitely want to see it. I want to see what all the hubbub is about. Right. And now that you're healing up,
1: not sick, no longer unclean. Right. I won't let you in the door if you were unclean, Ross. I mm, tackle you. <laughs> Hey, I'm here to watch the movie. lot. <laughs> oh, I'm a to blow my nose. Out! Out! I'd have to follow you out to the drive with a can of Lysol.
0: Yeah, really. We're outside, though. I don't care. <laughs> so what else is going on with you? That's about it, Rush. You, you haven't played it? any games?
1: I've just been antheming it up, ganding loot, tossing out most of it, you know. About it, Russ. I'm gonna put back in uh, Resident Evil. Or, I was uh,
0: just about to
1: ask you if you're gonna uh, continue that, gonna throw that back in. And you know what else I need? I still need to to start playing actually. Is um, Assassin's Creed
0: Odyssey? Yes, I'm warning you, it is hard to play that game after playing RDR2. I know, I'm not, I'm actually not looking forward to playing it.
1: I picked it up on, on sale, yeah. So, I'll play it at some point. Maybe maybe I'll play the the Call of Duty World War II game. World War I. Old War. I don't know what it was.
0: (laughs) Maybe I'll play that one
1: first. That one doesn't seem to be as bad (laughs) as Assassin's Creed. Indeed. So, anyhow.
0: Well, what have you been up to, Russ? I have continued watching Season 3 of True Detectives. So, I was watching uh, Episode 2. I uh, have... I think there are like eight episodes total, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So still have a ways to go in it. As I said before, cinematography in that show is just sublime. It is some of the best cinematography I've seen, probably since Blade Runner 2049, honestly. Wow. <clears throat> it's it's pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, I've been watching that. Of course, played Anthem with You, where I finally reached level 30. So I was time. happy about that. That was kind of bittersweet, though, just because there really aren't any kind of amazing rewards once you reach that point. I mean, even when I when I defeated uh, the monitor in the, the main story, you're treated to like kind of a cinematic as to like what's to come. I won't get into that, for those of you who haven't gotten to that point yet. But... There really wasn't much of a huge reward after that either. And so, yeah, I, uh, it, it's one of those things where it's like I still enjoy playing the game, but I think it's, that those days are yeah, limited because right. there's only so many times I want to go through the same stronghold or go through like a contracts that are basically the same thing over and over again Right. before I start to lose interest. So we'll have to see what happens here in the, the next month. It's fun to play, but it's riddled with disappointment
1: unfortunately.
0: Well, and the disappointment itself could easily be remedied. I think that's the biggest thing about it. It's not like there are fundamental issues with how the foundation of the game is created. It's actually quite the opposite. It's just that unless these little areas, like, I don't know, having loot in a loot shooter, right. um, unless they get fixed, then it's kind of a... I don't
1: know. Well, I was thinking the other day, the, the short amount of time that I played Destiny 2, and I haven't Picked up Destiny 2 yet? Because I haven't bought an Xbox. I don't think you're gonna
0: play it, honestly. Oh,
1: maybe maybe not. But even with the demo, there was quite a few different enemies you could defeat. And in this one, you've we've kind of already reached the limit. Yes, when when new content drops, I'm sure they'll have new enemies. But um as of right now, if you if you continue to do these contracts, they're going. Oh my gosh, you've set some beast loose. Oh my god! And then, uh-huh. you, and then you get there, and you're like, yeah, I fought this thing before. Yeah, it's alive again. Okay, great. You know, take it out.
0: Done. Okay, so <laughs> you almost feel like the Ghostbusters. In addition to Anthem, of course, I have been continuing to play Dead or Alive Six, which has been a blasty blast. Been talking about that already. I have also um, a blasty blast and a bouncy bounce. Right you are, Steve. (laughs) And I have also been taking more pictures. I don't know if you have seen them or not, but I I have been posting some up on the uh, activity feed on Xbox Live as well as Twitter. Did Team Ninja like anything else? I don't know. know. I'd have to look. I'm not sure. But I have been, let me tell you, having a fun time taking those pictures and uh, just... Just the ability to like swing through, pausing the the crazy, brutal action, and then getting real in there and getting like a cool comic book action shot kind of thing is, is very satisfying. I also got a massage, Steve, which some people may say, what's the big deal about that? Well, it's very, very seldom I actually get a massage. I actually don't remember the last time I got a professional massage. But I was able to get one. Actually, it was a Valentine's gift from my wife. And I was able to cash that in. It was 85 minutes long. And once again, Steve, I must say the old ladies of our local community continue to utterly impress. Because if you recall from uh, our movie going experiences, we've already talked about that. We definitely, if you have not heard that particular episode, definitely check out, I believe it was episode 112, it was the uh, review of Captain Marvel. But we have a, a fun story that involved an old lady then. and this particular story, Steve, I had another lovely old lady who was probably in her late 60s, early 70s, right around there, had very strong fingers. Them old broads know how to work the knot, don't they, I'm Ross. telling you, she she absolutely did a fantastic job. <laughs> I, I could not believe how. I mean, I was, when I walked out of there. I felt like Gumbia was so loosened up and everything. And so I took her business card. I will be back, Steve. Did you feel a bit tipsy? No, actually, I didn't. Really? I didn't have that like massage drunk feeling or whatever. Um, no, I mean, like I, I was sore the next day. I will say that. She told me to, to ice up stuff. And I, of course, did not do that. And uh, I did take a little bit of Advil, but. Um, but no, I, I was pretty sore for about a day. But then, you know, that quickly subsided. And yeah, I was feeling feeling pretty uh, magical after that. But another thing I did, Steve, was I played Batman Arkham Knight on the PC. And the reason for this, actually the original reason was that I um, wanted to try and get yep. screenshots. Because, you know, I'm taking pictures on Xbox Live and I was thinking it'd be nice to get reference shots of some of the characters from Batman because I'd like to try and recreate some of those characters in ZBrush. And so I was trying to take these pics, and I found myself looking at it thinking, gosh, like the the textures are kind of smeared and some of the effects that they're using for the the characters. Because, you know, you can go to that showcase section. I was thinking, I bet if I were to purchase the PC version of this, and then run it through my workstation, I could probably get a higher resolution option for this. Sure enough, download the game, and I put it on at 4K, uh, you know, 60 frames per second, have all the settings completely maxed out and everything, and man, what a crazy difference that that does, in fact, make. So I was able to take um, a round of pictures of a couple of the characters, and then I just started playing the game out of curiosity. That game plays like a brand spanking new next gen title when you play it on a workstation like that. It's amazing because the game is three years old, but it's just so fun to be able to like revisit. And again, Rocksteady just did a fantastic job on that game. I mean, I have played through that game several times by now and being able to play it through again this way with, with just the the graphics just on 11. It's just amazing just to be able to go through that and be like, gosh, this is this just feels like like a game just came out. So when we have some time, Steve, if you're interested, I will sit you down and show you some of it because it is actually uh, pretty impressive. So now another thing, Steve, don't you dare fall asleep on me over there. I'm fading, Rob. I received another commission from Omar Dogan. Mm-hmm. If you recall, the last one I right. got was of Tracer. Oh. Well, Steve.
1: This is of uh, Ayane.
0: This is of (laughs) Sombra. Oh, more Overwatch. That's right. And so this one has a bit of a twist to it, though. I have not even seen it yet. This is the first time I'm going to reveal it to you. Same time I revealed to myself. But there is Sombra wearing the near automata to be outfit. Uh huh.
1: Which is super. Cool. Which is
0: super duper. Has a lovely rendering there. And I'll uh take a picture of it and post it up so on uh perhaps on Patreon or something and people could take a look
1: at that Yeah.
0: But uh lovely rendering there, would you say?
1: Yeah, I would say so. Did a good job on the hair. You're handing it to me, I'll guess so I'll just go ahead and uh, uh, well I figured I'll just uh take this right uh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> go ahead.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, 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 Okay, right.
0: Uh, okay. Well, what's uh, truly really amazing about this, Steve, is the fact that it is done completely by pencil, colored pencil, that sort of thing. There's, uh, I don't know, I have a, a, a major appreciation for folks who can do these types of uh, renderings the old-fashioned way. Did he uh, wet the the uh, co-
1: colored pencil on his tongue before he started, you know, tracing, you never everything. Know. tracing
0: everything? You never know, Steve. <laughs> But, man, this guy just, uh, I'm a huge fan of his work. He does tremendous stuff. And, uh, yeah, well, it's amazing. Now, in my other segment of Show and Tell, Steve, our good old friend Brad decided that he had beaten a certain game and sold it to me. Oh, good. For 45 smackers. Devil May Cry 5. So it's here at Mikasa, Steve. And it's just waiting for me. It's waiting for you to be able to
1: pick it up and resume your no. rightful place. Man, I couldn't get to the demo. I was like, okay, I'm done. Oh, you actually played the demo? I told you I
0: did. Well, Steve, I can't remember every Man. little thing
1: you tell me. So I played the demo, and yes, the graphics look... Amazing, and it, it it does capture the feeling of, of Devil May Cry. IGN
0: gave it a nine point five. I realize that, right? as well as other places that I remember are texting you. Yeah, it's you. been getting great the reviews,
1: ring. and I, it's been getting yeah, it's been getting a ton of great reviews. I get it. Maybe it's just me that's changing, Russ. Oh, because when I was playing it, like the the music was driving me absolutely <laughs> up the wall. Really, it was like this kind of emo metal. Uh, you can't really understand it, but I don't know. I I couldn't play the game listening to that music and
0: be happy. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Well, it may even be that perhaps there is a bit of a ironic twist where if I give it a go, maybe I will end up enjoying the game because Capcom has been on a tear in 2019, Steve, when we have the Resident Evil 2 remake, which we both find me very, very cool. And this particular game, even though you didn't care for the demo, I'd be curious to see if you were to give it a second try, if you would have the same reaction. And if I were to give it a try, because I have never played a DMC title in the past. That was always kind of your thing was DMC. It's a button matcher. Mm-hmm. Finally here, I would love for us to be able to watch the trailer of John Wick Chapter 3 that just got dropped today. Do you mind if we do that, Steve? Sure, Russ. All right, here we go. You have no idea what's coming. Mr. Wick broke the rules. I trust you understand the repercussions if he survives. John
1: Wick, excommunicado. Is now in
0: effect. You shouldn't be
1: here. Nice soon. Oh! Good to see you too. I need your help.
0: After this, we are less than even. There's no escape for you. The High Table wants your life.
1: Would you help set the mood for our new guest? Let us begin. Our services is still off-limits to me. What do you need? Guns. Lots of guns.
0: GUNS!
1: You think you can take John Wick? Got a nasty surprise coming. I've been looking forward to meeting you for a long
0: time. <laughs> and so far, you haven't disappointed. We can keep this up as long as you'd like. But this only ends one way. This for what? Because of a puppy? Wasn't just a
1: puppy. What
0: do you think, Steve?
1: Well, that last bit's kind of a spoiler, maybe. I don't
0: know. I mean, does this dog, does someone kill his dog? <clears throat> well, if you refer to the first film, Steve, uh, there was a bit of a problem with the dog. Yeah, I know, but the dog lived. Well, through the
1: first one, you saw the dog in the second, and and that this was one.
0: not his dog, Steve. That was Halle Berry's dog. Actually, I should say her dogs because uh-huh. she has two German shepherds. Uh, but I uh, that, but
1: he had another dog, and even in the second movie. Because remember, he sat him down uh-huh. in front of the the hotel uh, clerk, uh-huh. and the dog, the dog just stared at the clerk, and the clerk
0: stared back at the dog. That is true, yeah. but I think that was a different dog, though. Right, Because yes. I think his, no, the first dog died, remember? Yeah, the first dog, we're talking that, about the second dog. Yeah, first. no, no, that's what she was referring to. That was kind of an inside joke to the first film, because if you recall, the puppy that that his late wife gave him, uh, the people who broke into his house, they ended up killing his bro- dog. Russ, some people may not have even seen the movie yet. Well, that's not a spoiler necessarily. Oh, yeah, okay. It happens like the first like 10 oh, minutes okay. of the movie. Right, Russ. So, Steve, stop getting off
1: the. Uh, uh, there's, still, here. there's still no John Leguizamo. I'm going to. He's the, in there. I'm going to. Where? Well, I mean, he's not in that particular trailer. I'm going to M-did it. Okay. let see if he's in there. But what'd you think overall of the trailer? Uh, I'm down. Uh, we got to see it opening night.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, totally agree. Halle Berry. My goodness. I know. It's like a fine wine, that one. Ah, my goodness. Um, And did you notice how awesome the cinematography is in that? Yes. T- that, that movie, like actually all three of them have really cool cinematography, but it like, it like goes by leaps and bounds with each sequel. It's just amazing. Actually, that's something I'd be willing to MDIB is to find out who the director of photography is. I don't know if you can do that, Steve. But overall, um, I'm looking forward to a lot of just amazing action, crazy fights, lots of uh, martial arts, t- uh tuning in or uh, keying into his uh, knowing kung fuage. It's going to be awesome. Love the cast, that sort of thing. Have you found it yet, Steve? I'm looking here, Rush. Uh, so far, no. Oh. Well, you may just have to look a little bit later now, won't you? <laughs> Are there any other thoughts or reactions that you have to the trailers, Uh Good to see Lawrence Fishburne back in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see who the uh, antagonist is, the, the woman that was in there. I do not recognize her from the previous John Wick, so I'm assuming she's uh, a new entry into the foray. One of the things, though, that I am hoping for is that we get to see just a number of different types of assassins trying to take him out. Because if you recall at the end of the second film... I do recall, Ron. You know, it really set things up to have a lot of close encounters, if you know what I'm saying, Steve. (laughs) And so I hope, that they. I'm sure they will. At this point, I would be very, very shocked if they did not go down this path. Uh, they got some um, some motorcycle
1: stuff going on there, too. They do. So hopefully some more car stuff will be back as well.
0: A little well, a little road rash action, if I may. Exactly. And I think that they have done the muscle car thing. I mean, I could always use more muscle car. It's not like I'm burned down on muscle car, but it was refreshing to see. Oh, Mr. Wick has other forms of transportation other than the muscle car. I believe Keanu Reeves had
1: some say in that too, because he's—he uh, likes the motorcycles, Russ. Right? He does. He does. I had no idea. Yeah, because 'cause you're not a car guy. You're not a bike guy. Yeah, that—that's not, not your bag. <laughs>
0: what time it is. I know what time it is! It's time for the Topic of the Day! Our Topic of the Day is Before I dive into this, Steve, did you ever find out if Ligozamo is indeed... In well, he's definitely... MDIB doesn't have him on there,
1: Russ. Uh-huh. Might as well check
0: Google. I'll check him. Oh, okay. That sounds good. Anyway. <laughs> so, this came out of GDC, which happened earlier this week. Uh, this is definitely one of the, the biggest announcements to come out of the Game Developers Conference. But... Uh, Google has released... Google. Google. Um, They have released this announcement of how they have a gaming platform called Stadia. And they have claimed that it is more powerful than both the PS4 and Xbox One X combined, which... I'm quickly going to say is an unfair comparison just because those systems have been out for several years. Now it definitely does give an idea of just what could be in the future. However, I think that a more appropriate comparison would be once we see what the next system is from Microsoft and the next system is coming out from Sony.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Xbox one X wasn't even a, I mean, it was an enhanced version of what's already available. It's not a brand new system. I mean, you know, not next generation is what I mean.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, um, one, th- there actually are a number of details that I find to be quite interesting. I want to get your take on Steve. Sure, you do. First of all, Stadia is a streaming platform for mm. multiple devices. Yes. Now, this is a fundamental shift in kind of the, the traditional console wars. Mm. Yeah, you know, in the the past of of where you would have a company that would release some sort of actual tangible hardware, be the console of choice that would be the platform, yeah, and then they'd have to go and woo developers to make games for it, yeah, which developers would do because that's how they make money, exactly. However, in this instance, literally the only piece of hardware is a controller. They have made the Google Stadia controller, but even this is optional in the sense that you can use actually any gaming controller you want on their platform. Dreamcast controller? Now that I'm not exactly sure. (laughs) What about the fishing rod that came with the fishing (laughs) game? I have no idea, but it was one of the little press points. And again... It it definitely reflects a different shift of thinking as to how gaming platforms are done because we have been conditioned to expect everything to be just exclusive for each one of the consoles. You know, like the the Sony PlayStation is a, a hardware console that has its own source code and the controller itself can only play Sony games. You cannot plug a Sony controller into an Xbox system. So it's interesting to me how they have taken this approach where if you have, I believe, if I remember correctly, they were saying you could take like an Xbox One controller or a PS4 controller and you can actually use those on their platform. What do you think
1: about that, Steve? How would you plug it in?
0: That's a good question.
1: I mean, they'd have to get authorization from Microsoft to get the uh, the signal from the controller to... Because if you turn on your Xbox controller, it doesn't turn on the PlayStation, nor does the PlayStation read the Xbox controller's infrared signal when you're trying to control something. So they'd have to get permission from all these other people in order to use their controllers.
0: Yes, and those types of details, I unfortunately haven't been able to find anything on. But the notion of it is interesting because, for instance, the controller is one of the big cornerstone pieces of any kind of new console launch right like everybody wants to see what the controller looks like and there are a lot of decisions that get made based off of whether or not the controller is appealing have you seen pictures of the stadia controller yes what do you think of it Uh,
1: it looks like if um, the playstation controller and the xbox controller had a kid that'll be what
0: it looks like (laughs) that's pretty much what it is yeah Uh (laughs) I'm curious to see how it feels in my hand, but I think it was a wise move, honestly. Like, if they can pull that off, I think it's a very shrewd move on Google's part because then it removes that entire argument entirely of, oh, well, I just don't like the Stadia controller. Okay, fine. You, which controller do you like? Well, I like the Xbox controller. All right, you can use that. Oh. Oh, cool. Okay. Oh, well, I'll find something else to gripe about. <laughs> <laughs> now, because it is a cloud server platform that is a good question that you brought up steve where i have no idea how you use it i mean like like just it's one thing like like if, if it's on the pc i get it it's like okay you have a website you go to you log in whatever it could be like steam something like to that but they're talking about how um they want to be able to have it be accessible even on the TVs, right? And I've heard that that Google has some kind of like Chromecast dongle or something that you just you plug into like a, I don't know if it's a USB port or an HDMI port of your television, but apparently that acts as kind of the the gatekeeper to Stadia. Well, I
1: think it links to YouTube because what I was reading is you can go on YouTube and let's say Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out and you want to play it on that platform. provided that it's available on that platform. But in this example, it is, Russ. So you say, okay, well, I want to see the latest. I, I I don't know anything about Cyberpunk 2077. So I want to see a trailer. And so you look it up, you see the trailer, and then there'll be a, a play now button that you would click on. Oh, really? Yeah. And so then it'll just... Start let let you start playing the game from there. So I don't know if it's going to be like through YouTube or YouTube just the gateway or YouTube is a bridge uh, from one you know medium to the other medium. But um, that's that's what I read how they would kind of initiate things.
0: Yeah, I, I grabbed a, a segment from a particular article that kind of piggybacks on what you're saying. It says Stadia is not a piece of hardware; it's a streaming platform meant to bridge across devices and provide players instant access to their games. While also further integrating YouTube capture, streaming, and sharing. Also, Google is aiming to stream games at launch in 4K at 60 frames per second for both playing games and sharing game streams, with goals of eventually supporting 8K at 120 frames per second.
1: Which is cool, but then that brings the point of how many people can actually, broad, you know, have broadband enough to stream. 8k not let alone 4k in 60 frames a second and have multiple people playing the same game on a multiplayer game i mean you can hardly do that with consoles now you can hardly do that on your high-end pc now you know if you're going to stream something in 4k um and other members of your family either want to do movie streaming in 4k from netflix or hulu or whatever they want to watch and somebody else wants to web surf on their phone i mean you're bandwidth can only handle so much and and something's going to have to give. And I think that might be one of the weak links in this whole entire
0: uh, venture. And I think that's going to be something that can be considered a challenge going forward, certainly. But I do think that Google, as a company, like if there was a company who could, in fact, spearhead this type of approach, I think they're probably the ones to do it, honestly. Because I definitely, I mean, maybe Microsoft could also find a way uh, because they've been pretty involved with, with this whole streaming thing, cloud service, that sort of thing. But really Apple and Google are kind of the two behemoths that have quite a bit of, of know-how when it, when it comes to kind of making this a reality. But I think Microsoft and Sony are working on
1: a a similar type service with that article that I posted on, on Facebook they're working on something, you know, you know. Obviously, Google has something, and Sony has something. I think there's some other um, smaller folks that are trying to push it as well. Um, so I, it's it's going to be coming into reality. I don't. I think it's kind of a ways off, though. To be honest, I don't think people are ready to abandon their their, their
0: consoles yet. I think that people are pretty attached to them. Well, the release date is this year, 2019. They didn't actually give like a specific date, but they did say 2019. We shall see, Russ. Indeed. I also have some specs here that this is kind of interesting, too. I'll just read through some of these. Um, So the Stadia has a custom uh, X86 processor, hyper-threaded, right around uh, 2.7 gigahertz. The GPU is 10.7 teraflops of power. Custom AMD GPU, 56 compute units. Uh, The frame rate up to 60 frames per second. It may support more in the future. Uh, Now, here's what's interesting. The internet requirement. So you would need 25 megabytes per second to get the 60 frames per second. And you would need 30 megabytes per second uh, for 4K. Which is interesting because that's not, that's not a huge range. I mean, 25 to 30, it's like, wow, really? So, I mean, for comparison, 25 megabytes uh, per second recommended to stream Netflix in 4K, for instance. But, I mean, that's different because that's, well, I don't know if it is. Or I'm kind of out of my element with this. Yeah, well, I mean, for example, the, the other night, last
1: night, when we were playing Anthem uh-huh. on, on Twitch... And we had other people with us, so four people, you know, just a party of folks jumping out, shooting stuff. Yeah, my game was getting lagtacular. It was laggy, so it was, and sometimes I would jump and then try and fly, and then you know this, that, and the other, and then the game would lag out, and I would fall, crash into the ground, and that's on the same Wi-Fi that I have that other you know the other people are gonna to have to have either it's gonna be just as good might be better it might be worse but uh, if it was my Wi-Fi that's bogging the whole thing down I'm still gonna have the same problem and the game could look great but if everybody in my neighborhood for example is using Wi-Fi like on the holidays everyone's getting new games they're having you know friends over whatever whatnot. Uh, and everything bogs down, or New Year's, let's say something like that. Sure, you know? yeah. Uh, I, it's just gonna kind of pose a problem. They said that, um, unlike consoles where if you have multiplayer, uh, you know, you, multiple people playing the same game, the console has to do more work. So it's essentially trying to make like two or three, four versions of the same process and four different windows, which they're not, that doesn't really happen a whole lot nowadays because most people are, are are playing remotely. However, um, you still have to have that, that bandwidth for everything to process with these high-end graphics.
0: Yeah, one of the, the details I forgot to mention was it has 16 gigs of total RAM. So I don't know, when it comes to even the specs of this thing, um, what's interesting is that it's not, again, I keep going back to this, this idea of Traditional consoles have certain limitations to it. It's like a a console will get released, it comes out, and then you are stuck with those specs until the next console gets revealed. Since we don't have any kind of physical console for this, and it's all cloud server-based, that means that Google could very quickly upgrade the specs that I just listed for us and, and do so like on a, a pretty regular annual basis, which I don't know. I think that that would also kind of turn the, the preconceived notion of the console wars on its ear because that could very dramatically change how instead of being stuck with hardware spec for like five to 10 years, what if they were to make upgrades every year? And, you know, depending on what their model is, you know, I assume it's probably going to be like a subscription model or something, but you just continue to pay some kind of monthly fee. And then each year they actually come out with even more powerful hardware on their side, on the cloud side. And so suddenly your games look and perform that much better. I mean, it's pretty crazy to think about. It's definitely the next step. You know what I thought too,
1: which is kind of a, a gripe that I have with the current systems is their dependence on on internet and Wi-Fi, even if you don't plan on linking up with anybody. right? So, for example, uh, the other day, or the other week, I was playing Resident Evil, and there is no multiplayer in Resident Evil. And most of, I mean, even if there was, it would have to be some other separate mode other than the single-player campaign mode. So something was going on with my Wi-Fi and I thought, whatever, I'm just going to play single player. It would not let me play single player because I didn't have my, because I was having problems with my Wi-Fi. So why should I have to have Wi-Fi if I'm going to be playing single player Resident Evil when there's no connection to any other player? So this system is going to be solely dependent on Wi-Fi. So if you have issues and all of a sudden you can't play your games at all,
0: yeah, you bring you bring up a, a valid point in the sense that it, it it reminds me of of the topic that we had a while back, which was physical copy versus uh, digital download. And at least with that particular argument, you still have a physical console in your house. So if you download a game, yeah, sure you don't you don't have. Um, um, a disc that you can just pop in and play. It's still like, like a, a, a virtual product at that point, but at least you have an offline version of the game so that if you're not connected to Xbox live, or if there's some kind of issue, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, like that, that is, that poses a real, a, a really valid point, which is just that how on earth, if Google's having a bad day, or if something else happens where it just it makes it so you can't actually play the game, how does that work exactly? Right. You know, another thing that comes to mind with this is, well, I. And again, this is this kind of piggybacks a bit on what we talked about with physical copy versus digital download. When you go to a platform <clears throat> where all games are just available for online use because you do not have some kind of console that you can download to and you can play offline. You are then at the mercy of that company to maintain those games. So like one of our favorite pastimes as gamers and it's just not, it's not just you and I but like everybody who who, who plays games um part of of the pastime it involves collecting certain games that are like your favorite games made a huge impact on you when you played them. It's just nice for nostalgic reasons and um, just being able to, to replay them again in the future, several years down the road there, there is, I don't know, there is something, there's a certain quality about being able to own your own games where it's like, yes, I bought this, this is mine and I can play it whenever I want. And I do see this as a, as a real world concern with, a platform such as Stadia in the sense that there could very well easily be a scenario where suddenly like there's a certain game, like let's say for instance, I want to play breath of the wild and it just isn't, inv- it's not available anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say I want to play uh horizon zero dawn or let's say I want to play, um, you know, and, and again, I'm using examples from games that I really, really like, you know, let's let's play a game from the halo series. But all of a sudden, it just isn't carried by Google anymore. It's not supported by their their platform anymore. Well, then you're out of luck as a gamer. How do you go back to those games? Now, of course, there are other competitors at this point in time within the gaming space. But if you end up having all of these different companies also adopt this completely cloud server platform, You could very well run into the same types of of problems. Um, I don't know. What what do you think? That's going to be rough. I mean, I... mm. There's a lot of dependency on these companies to actually make sure they act as responsible custodians for the catalog of games. Right. I don't like having dependencies like that. Personally, I know what games I love, and I like to be in control of... Holding on to them. If I decide to sell that game, then that's on me. But yeah, one one thing. You know what you're saying reminds me
1: of is when you, you know, sometimes when you buy a new game or you buy a piece of software, there's this user end license agreement that you have to accept or else you can't even use it. I like, kind of like if you get a new phone, for example. Yeah. So it's like you okay. You just spent six, seven hundred, eight hundred, fifteen hundred in your case, <laughs> Russ uh, for a phone. And then you have to accept the user li- and the user license agreement or else you can't just use the phone that you just drop down a bunch of money for. It's your property, but you still have to agree to their terms and their license. So it's another one of those probably maybe subscription things where you are paying for your right to use the game, but it's still up to them to decide if they want to give you that service or if they decide to just, dis- discontinue the service because maybe there is not as big of a community following behind it, and therefore they don't want to spend resource money to
0: keep that game going versus some other new game that's on the horizon. And it's important to note too that this type of scenario is not some kind of like pie in the sky theory. This actually happens quite a bit with online games. We've seen this happen several times with various online oriented games, but I think one of the things that really hits the nail on the head for me is a lot of the games that are more of the single-player games, games that just, you know, they don't have an online presence. That's why you buy them and you play them offline on your system. If you have all these platforms that that do this, this server-streaming-only type of service, well, then that becomes a problem, too, because if they just decide to stop carrying those, those types of single-player experiences, that's a real problem. Another issue, too, that I have is you are at the behest of the subscription service itself if i decide at this point in time that i no longer want xbox live i still have my catalog of games that have been downloaded to my system i can play them whenever i want if i get onto google stadia what happens if i decide i no longer want to subscribe to the service and depending on what their pay method or 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 pay model is i mean Perhaps it is a monthly fee for the service, plus you have to pay 60 bucks a pop per game that you want to play on their service. Well, what happens to all those games? I mean, we have a pretty substantial library of titles no matter which console that we've ever bought. And I don't know about you, but it would be kind of sucky if I had, you know, between <laughs> 30 to 50 titles that suddenly I have no way of playing anymore simply because I didn't want to subscribe to them. Right. Exactly. Well, that, that would be part of the user license agreement that you have to read all
1: the 56 pages of in uh, five font. <laughs> you know, you're probably right. It's probably like five font. <laughs> well, it was funny because when we started playing Anthem, I think that was the, li- I started reading the user license agreement. You actually did? Yeah, I started reading it and I, I, I kept on referring back to the thought of why am I reading a user, li- user license agreement when I just want to play the game? And it was a bunch of EA stuff about signing up with EA and doing this and that with EA. I'm like, just let me... Why do
0: I have to agree to anything? I just want to play.
1: I just... Wh- wh- huh?
0: Yeah. Do you think that Google has a real chance at dominating the, the gaming console wars? That has
1: yet to be seen. I, I don't know if I can really see Google doing that. Um, I think if they came out and said all you have to pay for is 10 bucks a month and you get all these games running at 4k 60 frames a second or 8k at 60 frames a second even though no one has an 8K TV yep and then people would go wow only 10 bucks a month and I get to play you know all the games that I love and everything new that's coming out running at and in just incredible imagery okay there we go 10 bucks a month and you, you don't have to pay the sixty dollars per game plus the subscription or whatever i think that would really turn some heads because everything will look better than anything else and but how would the
0: how would the game developers make their money i mean would google Google yeah google would have to absolve all well not absolve but they'd have to absorb all of the uh the payments i guess for something like that
1: you have to be like a quantity over quality kind of thing because they would have to dish out. Now, I mean, they would they would read all the analytics of who, who was playing what game and how many people are playing it and what's getting the most attention. And I'm sure they would give more of those proceeds um, to that game company versus something else. You know, that wasn't receiving very much, and it, they'd have their hand out of. Hey, I'm part of the program. Can you can you pay me? They would probably say, Well, I mean, your game's not really getting that much attention, therefore you get
0: less. I do think that Google has a real shot at being a contender for the crown. I, 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 looking at these different companies, it's interesting how when we first got started, it was Atari, it was Sega, it was Nintendo. You had more of these, these smaller companies that were making a name for themselves. And then Sony came into it and they were a larger company. It was kind of like, wow, okay, Sony's a pretty large company. They, they've got some some deep pockets. And then that was even made more pronounced when Microsoft got involved because Microsoft, as everybody knows, is a huge company. They have um, just an insurmountable amount of money. And they have been able to, to remain competitive in this market. They were actually probably in first place during the Xbox 360 heyday. And, uh, and they're just as, uh, as aggressive now as they've ever been. And so it's interesting to see how Google now is getting involved. I think Apple secretly wants to get involved too. So on the one hand, it is kind of exciting from a gaming perspective or a gamer's perspective to have these behemoths all of a sudden take interest and want to get a slice of the, the gaming pie. And they have the, the, the money to be able to woo developers to be able to cultivate their own first party developers to make games for them, that sort of thing. I mean, they, and, and they have a lot of the tech know-how in order to really push this thing through and make it become a reality, which is cool because it means that you, it's not like you have these smaller companies trying to you know stumble their way through something like this and have a bunch of issues. And we've seen that like with Sony, for instance. Sony's online presence has been dismal. It has not been nearly as robust and secure and stable as Xbox Live. That's a huge testament to the fact that Microsoft knows what they're doing. They have experience in this area. But at the same time, though, I just wonder, too, about how does that affect companies like Nintendo? How does that affect um, uh, other smaller companies, So we'll, we'll, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I'm certainly not against the idea of Google coming into the space. I think there's a lot there that can be benefited by the gamers. I really like the idea of them somehow implementing YouTube into the overall kind of like purchase power experience where you get to like check something out. You can purchase it directly from there. Then you're playing it and it's just streaming. Apparently, uh, it, I was I was reading somewhere it takes like five seconds for a game to load on Google Stadia. So there are some some impressive little specs like that. Um, I don't know. Would you would you be willing
1: to give it a chance? <laughs> yeah, I, I you know. I'd, I'd definitely give it a chance. It'd have to, it would be. I mean, to me, it would be a money thing. It would have to be. It would be a money thing. Plus, if it was all just multiplayer stuff and not single player. Uh, i think that would be that would kind of factor in there um because yeah i don't know i'm not i'm not all on board with all the multiplayer stuff out i still love my single player yeah, story driven games uh it, so i really depend on their library plus what we we're, we're kind of seeing now too is with these we're seeing games that have less and less time in the story uh it seems like they the games are not not necessarily rushed out but uh, yeah, maybe they are kind of rushed out, especially like with Fallout 76 and then with Anthem and there's one off the top of my head. I, I can't, I, I just forgot it. I can't think of it. Um, but anyhow, it's one thing to have a very flashy looking game. It's another thing to have a very quality game that brings you in and, and keeps you there. Right. And you can't stop thinking about it. So it, it would really have, there's a lot of factors that that fall into it for me.
0: Well, and I think too, I mean, we, we do have a lot of great single player story Oriented games. I mean, like, like we've had Horizon Zero Dawn, we've had Spider Man, God of War, Red Dead Redemption Two. I mean, there haven't been some some truly spectacular single player games. <clears throat> excuse me, that just have come out over the last couple of years, really. So, I don't think that that's going to really change. I do think that the the one thing that that, that has a uh, the potential to really be problematic is like what I said, like. How does it work in terms of your ownership of those games? And even if I decide I want to hold on to the service, I like the service. I want to be able to just, you know, um, continue subscribing in perpetuity to, um, <laughs> the, the Google Stadia platform, um, then the the other part of that question comes into play too of just okay, will they will they be a responsible custodian of these titles? because there that that would just be a horrible feeling to know, and especially if I've paid for the game to all of a sudden just don't have access to it. I mean, another thing too, is the fact that like if their server is down, right, let's say their entire service is just down or for needs, whatever reason, needs to be upgraded, needs to be updated. Or there's a, I don't know, there's something going on that makes it so you cannot connect. Now, with Xbox Live, that is actually very few and far between. Most of the time, Xbox Live will work. It comes on it's like, whoop. I, I mean, I, I can think during like the entire time that Xbox Live has existed from the Xbox 360 till, till now, there's probably been maybe like Two to five times total, where like I just could not get logged on for whatever reason. But and most of those times were more during the Xbox 360 days, not with the Xbox One days. I mean, they've really been able to iron out a lot of this stuff out. Not to mention the fact that I think Microsoft is probably going to also come out with some sort of cloud service. I just
1: told you they would.
0: Well, we, but, but in terms of what we saw at E3, um, Phil Spencer. Was uh, pretty, pretty candid. Mm -hmm. Although they haven't come out with any kind of name. I think they did. Did they? Yeah.
1: Uh, I think it was in that article I read. I don't have to... It it was in the article that I posted on Facebook. But yeah, they came out with the name for it. Really? Um, Yeah.
0: Now you've piqued my interest.
1: Um, Well, the other thing, too, is that... um, Everyone is subscribing to these services, more services, more services, more that are all streaming based. And if you like your Netflix because you like your Netflix shows, great. But now Disney is going to take their content off and they're going to have their own Disney streaming service. So anything you want to stream on Disney, you have to go get Disney's subscription. Maybe you'll have to get Hulu subscription if you follow. So if they're all charging 10 bucks, then you're spending 30 bucks a month just on entertainment, let alone. This now, uh, <laughs> let's say it charges another ten bucks. Granted, this is another ten dollars service, but now you're spending forty bucks a month versus spending sixty every other month, maybe, perhaps, or further out, depending on how many games you buy. No one's buying every single game that drops. You're buying games that you really want to get. So, but with these streaming services, you're almost like you're you're literally. You're, almost buying a game every
0: single month, depending on how much the subscription service is. Right. You know, another thing that makes me wonder too is <clears throat> as you have these these companies move to this new type of thinking, obviously you're going to have a lot of the third-party games be available on these different platforms. So it makes me wonder if there's going to be kind of a arms race of sorts, or excuse me, of sorts with companies like Microsoft and Google where in the end, I mean, really the, the gamers are the ones who are going to benefit from something like that, where in order for them to entice people to stay on their particular platform, the spec sheet, like I, I read for you from, um, from Google, you know, instead of having to wait five to eight years for some sort of like overall upgrade update kind of thing, if they were to do it like once a year, that's more power to the player.
1: Microsoft. I uh, found it. It's uh, it's not the official name, but the streaming service is called Project X, as in X-ray. Project X Cloud.
0: X Cloud. Oh right. I remember that now. No, you don't, Ross. Don't lie to me. I'm not liar. <laughs> Well, that wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Make sure you tune in next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm and consider becoming a monthly contributor. You'll get exclusive perks and early access to the show. Not to mention, it really helps us continue doing what we love to do. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Spotify and soundcloud.com slash joygasmTV. Last but not least, search joygasmTV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We'll see you next week. Later.